Taking 20 looks at so many aspects of life, whether it is authenticity or resilience or self-care. And we have so many different guests. This episode, you get to meet Tammy Krause Hedrick. And uh, Tammy and I met years ago uh, when we were both TV shopping hosts at uh, Shop NBC and it became Shop HQ and Evine. She has uh, had this wonderful career. In fact, she was a Minnesota Vikings cheerleader and then she became their coach uh, about 23 years ago. So from 1998 until 2020, she was the coach of these very athletic, fantastic, beautiful women. And I got to judge one year and boy, you know, what you think a professional cheerleading competition is, it, it's so much more. I mean, there are interviews. These women are smart. They are strong. They are educated. And well, I'll let Tammy tell you about it, but she's also had some struggles in her family. Uh, she had a son who was injured in an accident with a drunk driver. She'll address that. And she's also just one of those people that I think you really need to know, because uh, when you look at when she writes, you know, her mission statement, it's connect, impact, empower. And that's what she does. She's also a normal everyday mom with seven, count them, seven kids. She has a blended family. So let us go into this taking 20 with a little bit of a smile on our faces because we're going to go to Minnesota or Minnesota depending on what month it is and uh, if you're a Vikings fan you're gonna love Tammy if you're not a Vikings fan you're still gonna love Tammy here she is Tammy Hedrick taking 20. I cannot believe we only have 20 minutes, Tammy, uh, <laughs> it, to cover all of this. And, and I think one of the first things, actually, I know in our, our little pre-show meeting, I said I was going to start with your family story and go to your career story. But I kind of want to start with your career story because people should actually know you were the coach for the Vikings cheerleaders for many years. You were a Vikings cheerleader. Um, mm -hmm. I got to judge one year. And um, I'm so grateful that you and so many people, we've had men also come into the Taking 20 series, but we talked about women are kind of trained sometimes to compete against each other. Mm -hmm. Can you talk just a little bit about what it's like to have a team of women? And I know people think, oh, professional cheerleaders, they're just pretty. These are some strong, accomplished women. Can you give us just a little insight into the world of being a coach? It's one of my favorite things to share with people in the fact that we get to like dispel all those stereotypical myths about what professional cheerleaders are. Um, and I can speak to what I know over two decades with the Minnesota Vikings as the, the director and head coach of our, our program. Um, they are the most amazing women, very different life stages and ages, you know, 18 to 35, typically just graduating high school and figuring out what they're going to do, just graduating college and starting their careers married executives, professionals. So watching these women be able to share with each other um, was really something beautiful. But to your point, super athletic, very passionate, very, you know, talented and professional in their own um, careers and, and education, but then professional in the sense that this is kind of the pinnacle. You grow up as a dancer in the, in the studio, maybe you do high school dance team, maybe you do college, the next thing is being a professional cheerleader and um, they, they reached that level. And, and oftentimes I think that, you know, you mentioned that competitive nature, you grow, you grow up and maybe you're the captain of your dance team or the best dancer in your, your college program. When they come to my team, they're all the best of the best. And so really we tried to cultivate a culture of, you want to be a part of the best of the best. You don't want to be the best of the worst. 
and striving so that we wanted everybody around us to be their absolute best. Um, and one of my favorite stories, I know I'm, I'm getting long winded with your answer, but um, <laughs> uh, we had a, a representative, one person who would get to go to the Pro Bowl every year with the NFL and every cheer team would send one representative and they would create an AFC and NFC team. And it's a huge honor and a huge responsibility. And that person we always said was the most deserving, but we also wanted them to feel so loved as they were sent off onto that and so excited to represent the team back home that when anyone else would get that turn, they would be so honored to fill in that spot as well. They wouldn't be like, well, it should have been me or it should have been this other person that we just really tried to focus on whoever was getting that honor Let's make them feel so excited and so loved and so appreciated versus, gosh, I have to be humble and nervous that people are jealous. And, and, and so I, I just love dispelling the myths of how it was, how it was. I'd like to go on that a little bit because I, I, I mean, I'm from Iowa, so, you know, the mm -hmm. Midwestern upbringing, but it's everywhere. Every woman from every state I've met and I've gotten to travel a lot. We talk about this whole thing. You should be humble. You should be grateful. Um, it sounds like you're teaching and you've taught the team to celebrate each other, but allow people to celebrate themselves. I mean, that's a tough, tough thing to talk about. I, how, as a coach, I mean, is it okay to celebrate yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that you have to be proud of your accomplishments. And if you don't toot your own horn, who's going to? And if you're always concerned about, you know, the offense or the jealousy or something of others, you can't really be in the moment and, and enjoy what you have accomplished. And we all work hard in our own ways and own stages of life. So when you are accomplishing something, you want to be able to enjoy it. And then you want people around you to enjoy it for you. And I think that's what sisterhood is. And, you know, we lack that in a lot of different areas. Um, I've witnessed it and I'm in, in, a, in a lot of women's groups. I'm in a lot of a women's events and, you know, women's initiatives is something the last five years I focused on for the, the Minnesota Vikings and really trying to create a community with women can sometimes be a challenge. Um, and so the Pro Bowl cheerleader for us was that, that pinnacle. And we would always have them come back from that event and give uh, an hour speech to the team about their experience so that others could you know, be excited for them and get to live through that experience versus them being like, it was such an amazing event, but I don't want to share it with everybody because I don't want them to feel bad that I got to do that. No, you got to do that. Share your wisdom, share your experience. Let us be happy for you. So. Uh, and I, I love when we were talking, I was talking about, you know, how the world is in a strange place right now. And I think we're all <laughs> struggling, which is why we're doing taking 20 and just taking 20 minutes to kind of talk with each other about what do you do? And you said something so interesting. You're like, you know, it always gets right where it's about to completely fall apart, but it never actually does. And uh, you, you know, your kids, first off, how old are your kids now? And I would love to talk just a little bit about, you've had some family struggles um, while you were working professionally. I know you've been a TV shopping host, how we met, um, but tell us first, how old is everybody? And then um, can we go into Cole and a little bit about his accident and, and what you went through? Yeah. So my kids, we have seven kids. We have a blended family and um, we have two in elementary school, two in middle school, two in high school and one in college. So we've got everything sure. covered. <laughs> and in fact, yesterday, um, my son, it was his first time. He just got his license. My second son um, just got his license. And I was so like, 
okay, this is a, this is going to be hard because my oldest son, Cole, um, same time of year, he was 16 years old and he was driving. Um, it was actually November, um, bit of, of rain. And How many years ago? That would have been 2018, I think. Okay. So yeah, so he's 19 now and he um, was in a little fender bender on the freeway as he was getting onto the freeway, his truck fishtailed a little bit and got in a fender bender with uh, another car. And for whatever reason, both of their cars wouldn't start. And um, he called me and said, hey, mom, I was in an accident. I'm okay. Of course, I'm freaking out. Um, and I'm like, where are you at? He's like, hold on a second. And a gentleman pulled up to his window and said, hey, what's going on? He's like, oh, my car won't start. He's like, well, let's push it off the road. And so Cole put his phone down, got out. And as he was pushing his car off the road, a drunk driver came through and hit Cole and the other gentleman. And so I won't go into all the details, but needless to say, you know, we, we were told Cole wouldn't make it. And he had uh, a long time in the hospital. He was in a wheelchair for a very long time. We didn't know if his foot and his leg were going to heal injuries from, you know, neck down. Thank God, no brain injuries, praise the Lord. Um, but 27 surgeries later, he is now, um, he caught up with high school. He walked across the stage with barely a limp at his high school graduation. He is in college now and at the University of Minnesota Duluth, um, you know, still limited in some of the physical things that he can do. But if you saw him, you would not guess anything um, otherwise. And he's just the most resilient person that I've ever met in my life. I mean, he's been through so much and so much pain and so many different struggles and so much loss, you know, and I think that was what was hard with COVID where I felt like he's finally healthy. He's finally ready to go off on his own. He gets to college and then he has to come home because COVID hit. And I was like, kid, you are the master of plan B. Like you just know how to figure out what to do when things just don't go the way you expect them to go. You know, he was a star athlete. He'd gone to the state tournament as a sophomore um, and was a big wrestler from age three all the way up. And now he's last week bought a guitar because he's going to learn how to play the guitar instead because that athletic portion of his life had to really come to a screeching halt. Um, so he's my role model and hero when it comes to resilience for sure. And I, I think you obviously are, are one of my big role models in regard to authenticity and resilience. And, and that's why you're part of taking 20. And I always say this, but if you're watching this video and you want to do a whole class with Tammy, because obviously Tammy, you have so many experiences, <laughs> let us know. And Tammy's agreed to do, we'll do a whole class. But, uh, and, and as we're hitting just kind of the middle of our 20 minutes, we're hitting about 10 minutes. Were there, do you feel like there were people, did you reach out to people when this was going on? Did people just come to you? How as a mom, for goodness sake, did you deal with this? And you were also kind of starting some new family things. I mean, and plus you had a yeah. job. How on earth <laughs> did you go through this? I really had the Lord test me for a few years. You know, I, I was with you at home shopping and we were doing um, a lot of difficult schedules during that time. I don't know how we functioned, um, but we, you know, we did home shopping and during that time I was going through a divorce and it was very difficult. And you know, trying to really be there for my children. Um, the four of them were obviously devastated and that was very hard. Um, then 
changing careers and shifting over full-time back to the Minnesota Vikings because I was part-time while we were hosting um, and having to develop two departments during that time. Um, I got engaged, got married, we built a house, we blended, we, you know, we were trying to blend our families, which is a challenge all in its own. Um, and then, <laughs> then we moved into our new house. We were so excited. The, the week we closed, our entire basement flooded. So they had to gut the entire basement of our home. Then we moved back in, they fixed all that. And we got a letter in the mail that said they had used floor joists that were um, completely made of formaldehyde and that we'd been living in our home in a um, like terminal level of formaldehyde in our home. And I'm like, my children have been living here. So we had to up and move out to an Airbnb for six weeks while the kids are starting school and we're having to shuffle them all over the place. I mean, it was just like, Lord, I am just a strong woman apparently because you just keep giving it to me. And, um, and then Cole's accident happened. And uh, my husband is a police officer. So I feel like this year society has been, you know, challenged in the area of having a police officer as a husband who, you know, Minneapolis had riots and he was on the quick response team. So he's had to go out and be a part of different activations. And, you know, he's also had a lot of pressure from people that are challenged by the police departments, because in my opinion, they aff affiliate, you know, one bad apple to a lot of people. And so that's been challenging and um, yeah. And then COVID, you know, so I feel like we're maybe not just Cole, maybe me too. We are good at plan B and having to figure out, you know, life doesn't go perfect and you have to keep going and you have to figure it out and make the best of it. And um, I think for me during all of that, the hardest part has been, Sean, you know, making sure that the kids are okay and that they're doing well and um, prioritizing that and then everything else gets figured out, you know? So that's probably the biggest thing for me is just prioritize what's most important and everything else does seem to figure itself out. And I, I think when we look at um, people who are on TV, so at the time you, we referenced art, when Tammy said crazy schedule, it was <laughs> ridiculous. Like one day we would work 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. And then the next night we'd come in at 8 p.m. and we'd be there till 3 a.m. And then you'd have, and then you do an 11 day stretch and then you get a day off. And it was, it was crazy. And I remember the conversation when you were offered um, another job that would take you off TV. And it was this, mm -hmm. of, but being on TV, being a performer, sometimes like we still get that kick um and and i know for me also coming off of a full-time gig like that and then once you get off of it you realize oh my gosh sleep is so so great but <laughs> where i'm going with this is you've always been kind of in the beauty world like you you've looked great for television you were a professional cheerleader you run this organization which has to do with self-care um mm -hmm. how are you doing like how because i think that was the biggest thing for me that fell apart was self-care and and so i would like to ask you that do you have any and, and I think it's fine. I mean, I wore the same pair of sweatpants for like five days and had to remind myself to brush my teeth. But then I realized I was getting off the rails. Can you talk, how has that gone for you? And how the how are you holding this together with seven kids? <laughs> well, I'm lucky my kids are older and they're very independent and um, they're really, hi, sweetie, as one of them comes in the room. Yeah, Thank you. Um, I'm actually on a call. Do you want to come and just say hi? And then I'm going to have you talk to me in just a minute <laughs> all right sure 
All right. Thanks, baby. Um, this is real life. You know, when you're, you're in your office and they're coming and going, they're homeschooling. And um, so I think for me, self-care has been one of those things that's really been up and down. I'll just be honest. You know, when Cole was in the hospital, it was just Cole care and kids care. That was it. There was no self-care. And um, I think, you know, I, there are consequences. You reap what you sow. And that was a priority that I needed to do. And I don't feel bad about that. I think that was the right decision. But now I'm in a place where I'm playing a little catch up. You know, I gained some weight, probably got a few extra little wrinkles during that stressful time. Um, and so you have to just see where you're at in your, in your life situation and realize that sometimes it will get a little out of balance, but it's like a teeter totter. It's, it's, there's still pressure there. That's going to pull you back. It's not all just, you know, it's all flung off and it's gone. Um, so for me this past year during COVID, it's actually been a time for me to start like, okay, how can I prioritize me? How can I, even though there's a crap ton of stuff happening in the world, how can I look at my life and say, what can I do better? So, um, I'm working with Livia, a weight loss program and eating my bars and drinking my shakes. Um, I joined club Pilates and actually I'm going to be going this afternoon here in just a couple of hours to a Pilates class. And so just trying to find some things that are for me and that might look different for every, every person you mentioned sleep. I can't believe how that is so important to, I mean, my whole life, I feel like growing up, I was like, oh, I don't need all that much sleep and I can survive. But when you actually get caught up with sleep and you actually see how big of an impact it has on your life, it's a game changer. I, and, and now getting the PhD, I've done several studies. I, I, one of the first studies I did at, in a classroom setting was on sleep. And wow. it's just fantastically necessary um, and again, like I work with TM transcendental meditation and we look at when you're overtired, people will say, well, what if I fall asleep when I'm meditating? And it's like, well, cause you're tired, you know, you, your body needs that. And rest is now the key component of really mm -hmm. what this whole taking 20 thing is. So I I'm glad you brought that up. And I, I think too, with so many of us, we were, I mean, we're about the same age. I'm older than you, but there was that time. You don't look like it, girl. You look good. Oh, bless you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you the check in the mail for that compliment. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, it's COVID. I don't have an extra check. Never mind. <laughs> but I think we were trained that go get them attitude, you know, the grind, work. Um, I, and I love your opinion on this. I think COVID's maybe making us rethink a little bit of that grind. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and prioritize health and wellness. And I know you mentioned Pilates I, because I hate, there's certain exercises I hate. Pilates to me feels like, oh, I'm taking care of me. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any thoughts on, I mean, for the people who, I, I guess there's somebody watching this, I have this feeling who is saying, I've never been an exerciser. I am not a professional cheerleader. Can I just go for a walk? I mean, do you really think that works and what have you seen in your career? Cause you've seen it all. Yeah. I think you have to do something you enjoy and you like, and if you do something that's hard, hard on your body, hard on your schedule, hard on yourself, you're not going to commit to it. And everything that you do should feel like for this stage, it's your lifestyle. It's not your workout plan or your diet or, you know, it's, it's your lifestyle. I just live this way. This is how I live. And, um, and so whatever that looks like for you, just moving, whether it's Pilates or it's walking or it's walking outside or walking on a treadmill or 
you know, doing a workout class or doing a workout video, um, whatever it looks like for you, I think that it's really important. You find what you enjoy so that you don't dread it. Um, I just was visiting my sister-in-law this past week and she said, I can't say I'm going to work out every day because as soon as I miss one day, I feel so stressed out and I don't want to work out at all. She's like, so I say, I'm going to work out three times this week. She's like, I don't even say what day. And she's like, if that means I work out three times on Sunday, then I work out three times on Sunday. And I thought that was so wise, you know, just give yourself grace and don't make be so rigid. I was rigid with myself for so long. And um, that grind gets to you after a while. And so you don't want to get burnout. You want it to be part of your lifestyle that you're healthy. Um, so find something that you love, whatever that might be. It could be tap class or karate or whatever. <laughs> I love it. And we have one minute left. And I do want to ask because your, your life is transitioning again and we can follow yep. you on Instagram, right? What's your Instagram? Yes. At Tammy Lynn Hedrick. So T-A-M-I-L-Y-N-N-H-E-D-R-I-C-K. I would love to connect with, with your fans, Sean. Yeah, it's just been so, with this little teeny window, like just a few seconds, do you have anything that we didn't get to that you just really want to leave people with in this Taking 20 get together? Yeah, you know, I, I love the name of your, your program and, and what you're offering people, 20 minutes. You know, for me, I instilled a 20 minute morning routine. Um, taking 20 minutes to connect with a friend, taking 20 minutes to go on a walk. Like that's just a small investment and chunk of time that can be really transformative to your life. And so even just have a 20 minute meeting with yourself today, when you watch this show and sit down with yourself and say, okay, self, where do I need to just give myself some grace? Where do I need to give myself some more priorities and readjustments? And maybe that 20 minutes will really help you to, um, have 2021 be the most amazing year ever. Cause I think we all deserve that. That's for sure. <laughs> we do. Oh my gosh. So Tammy, thank you so much. Hopefully we'll see you again for another class. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me today. Miss you. Mwah. Thanks for listening to this podcast. So as you know, you sharing with your friends will help us keep going. Also, please rate the podcast or review it or rate and review it if you liked it. Um, that helps people find us and it helps us share stories that we hope will encourage and help other people. Again, we really appreciate you. Thanks.